How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? I delegate my responsibilities of the intro to our special guest, Rachel. How's it going tonight, Rachel? Or how am I doing, rather? I mean, it, you spent a little bit too much time, I think, dwelling on the topic, but I, I, it's all right. Thanks for passing it by. I'm doing good. That's good. I imagine when it's just like, how is Dave doing? When asking like a third party, it's just Dave T posing in a loading screen, like rotating <laughs> around, just like <laughs> the examination of Dave. We've unloaded the assets for rendering Dave at the moment. Mm-hmm. Dave in high res, finally, after all this time, 4K. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got new glasses too? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel dumb right now because everybody else has glasses that they can wear at the computer. And mine, I can't. So it'd be even more straining for me. I need to use it as outdoor glasses. It's important for podcasting, I hear. You it really got to wear your glasses. I feel like everybody's about to make a really good points, And here I am with my space hoodie. <laughs> I did wear it. I did wear it recently. Um, the Into the AM hoodie. Friends of the show, obviously. Um, they should probably give us money when we say that i mean i'd be fine with this arrangement (laughs) we just need to get them on board right anyways uh if they're listening reach out always looking for advertising you know what don't just send it just send it just send send the money money and a command that's 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 what we're taking (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, it's, it seems like it's been a while. Uh, Rachel, I know you've been on several episodes at this point. We had like the Animal Crossing one. Um, I really shouldn't have started the list unless I was able to finish it. <laughs> Quick, someone uh, jump in and save me. Uh, Danganronpa. Oh, Danganronpa. Danganronpa. Uh, excellent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, both. I thought you were mentioning that she was on the Animal Crossing episode because Animal Crossing just dropped like yeah. a day ago. Yeah. Uh, oh. It drops at uh officially in like an hour and a half from now so everyone knows what time that we're recording Mm -hmm. um but unofficially they released it this morning and um i i love you guys i'm glad to be here and that's why i'm here i would not do it for anyone else i know you were tapping tapping your wristwatch you will yeah (laughs) (laughs) freaking go um yeah i know uh uh jenny was very interested in, in Animal Crossing immediately prior to this. She was just like, yeah, do your podcast. And she <laughs> ran, grabbed the switch. You don't get this back until you're done. <laughs> like, okay, I don't play switch in the middle of the podcast. But <laughs> yeah. New segment. Jake quietly plays switch. It's just like the, the like joy con like sounds. And that's all it is. Just background noise. Um, ASMR. Maybe. Yeah. Um, that could be a fun channel. Let's do that. Make an ASMR episode or something. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> we have a few listeners that we need to maintain. Um, It'll just be like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna stop there. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll, part, I'll partake of ASMR, but I don't think I'm producer of that particular sphere. Um, That's fair. Yeah, but. I have no segue. I thought tried to think of something. Oh, I have a segue then. Oh, um, 
Perfect. And this is very natural. Um, I do have a friend that says that they can't listen to men do ASMR because it's not, it's not uh, calming. It, it, it triggers the, uh, the, the like flight response of, Oh no, there's a man yeah. quietly whispering in my ear. Like I need, I need more like a, a feminine, feminine voice instead. Hmm. I realize this is meant to be a segue into the discussion of, uh, like women representation in games, things like that. Oh, what? But I remember like literally reading a YouTube comment once on a ASMR video that was basically this. It was like a haircut type thing. And then one of the comments was like, um, the, you hear like a man clears throat or something like that. And they're like, oh no, there's an actual guy there. <laughs> and someone's comment just said like, I can't do it if there's a man present. And I'm like, what are you what's going on here? Right? Like that was such a weird comment. It stuck with me to this day. I don't usually read comments. On this, but. but it makes, it makes sense. That's not the only person I've heard have that response. It's just weird. It's definitely the weirdest possible way to word it. Oh, no doubt. Um, also, I like how my knee jerk reaction is not that sexist. It's like, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Men don't have the best reputation across the board. Yeah. And comments on the internet? Mm -hmm. well, I just mean for like statistics <laughs> to do creepy or bad things. It's like, eh. Oh, yeah. Eh. yeah. Speaking of creeping and bad things, uh, video games and women's portrayal <laughs> in them through the years. <laughs> um, I'll take the second segue. The first one, we just let it go. No, this is great. Yeah. Um, so... Obviously, uh, Dave and I are experts on this topic, but we thought it pertinent and in a rare display of um, actual awareness, perhaps, <laughs> of the situation. <laughs> uh, we would uh, like you to also state your opinions, thoughts, and uh, hot takes if necessary. Um, oh, yes, exactly. Yeah, this is My the first time that Jake has given a guest permission to voice their opinion and feedback. <laughs> As a guest, usually they just go. Ooh, so chivalrous. <laughs> but yeah, my qualifications are um, I'm a woman. I'm not in games, but you know, I have part of part of it. So that's that's why I'm here, folks. But have you're you a, you're a real gamer. Oh uh, yeah, I'm a girl gamer. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the ordering of those words is very important. <laughs> it's either gamer girl or girl gamer. Oh right, right. right. Yeah. I didn't I think even see. Okay, good. Good. It's you important. It, yeah. um, my qualifications are I've been here for a long time. Uh, that's about it. Mm -hmm. Fair. I played a game with a girl in it once. Ooh. That was nice. Yeah. What was that? Uh, let's see. Who put me on the spot here? Um, well, my negative example is going to be <laughs> The Witcher 1, but <laughs> we'll get to that, I guess. Um, but uh, I suppose this is a very broad topic. So someone have a starting point for us perhaps a game something historical i mean a i'm gonna go to the knee-jerk reaction example of uh where are women not represented so great in video games and that would be dead or live beach volleyball <laughs> Oof. which is just j jiggle physics the game mm-hmm mm -hmm. But the thing is, the thing, the thing about jiggle physics that you really have to think about is that's not actually how they jiggle even. Like, it's still, it's not accurate. And, you know, so it's just double bad. Right. Double just, D bad. <laughs> Sorry. Just like I'll see myself balloons, out. Basically. Um, I never played Dead or Alive because I think for all the reasons you're going to mention about how it's not a great representation of women in games... Right. Uh, my parents wouldn't let me play Dead or Alive. <laughs> um, 
not because they cared about the representation of women in games, but it was more like sexual content. No. <laughs> yeah. Dead or Alive as a fighting game series will typically have as you take somebody's health down, like they've added this in some other games, like armor pieces will break off. But for a lot of Dead or Alive, it's like standard clothes. So it's just like, oh, she's wearing a bridal gown. Oh, it's kind of torn in some places or whatever goes down. Like everybody has a bikini underneath type thing. Uh, and that's just the fighting game. Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball is just how many different stereotypes of different anime girls can we have with various sizes of boobs and butts? Oh my gosh. Peak gaming, everyone. <laughs> yeah. how, old, how old is this? Uh, Ish. A bit, at least 15, 10, 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Really? All right. So we're so that's a great place to start, right? Is let's let's go back in video game history. So uh, it's awful. I mean, there's there's really no nothing good to say about that or live yeah. beach volleyball. But uh, something else we were talking about also is uh, Tomb Raider is, is mm-hmm. a hot is a hot take on yeah. the the original uh, most recognizable one of the most recognizable women in games because of literally they thought it was funny to give her huge boobs the end play our game i guess like the difference for me that maybe maybe you guys can elucidate the point a little bit it seems like there is kind of a fundamental difference between this character is just like an icon they're meant to just be looked at and like tomb raider like the personality like laura Mm -hmm. croft does have you know um who played who was the um actress in the movies was it angelina jolie yep, angelina jolie yeah yeah um like there's a lot of famous backing for this character and i mean sex appeal is part of it but there's definitely more there i would argue oh yeah it's sex appeal is also fine like it's it's one of those things is just just having having a sexy woman that's not wrong it's that if it actually adds to the character if it's actually part of their you know, personality and what they're trying to bring to the table. Whereas I think, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but going back to uh, like when Tomb Raider came out, there were interviews on, so what happens with the, with a chest of the character? And they're like, Oh, whoopsie <laughs> move this, move the slider too high. Like okay. it was, it was a joke between the guys who worked there. If you know, the source I read 20 years ago was accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think in situations like that it's it's a no go. But but looking at her in the later games and like how they really grew her character, no, she's she became more than just something to look at, more oh, yeah. than a few pixels. I think that's like the defining line of it's not just for the sake of objectification. Like you can have sexy people. Otherwise, I'd feel bad about my own existence. Pause for <laughs> pause for laughter. Yeah. Um, uh, pity laugh. Thank you. Um, but it's really like it's just a, an attribute about them. Like you shouldn't have ugly characters because you don't want to be like, oh, you can only have sexy characters for games. It's really just that's another facet of their being. Right. If they're growing as a character and you can like them as a character, sure, make them attractive, or maybe right. have them in different outfits that fits the thing, or maybe do like. A sexy one-off thing where there's like a an lol type pose and it's like a one it's a bit and people are like oh remember that thing is so funny but it's not like near where it's like hey um <laughs> it's all for the purpose of i mean granted the sexualization of it right 
there's places for it, I think. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about Nier, but I did want to mention, at least since you brought up the new uh, Tomb Raider games, Rachel, like I played one of them and I never played one of some of the old ones, but that was basically the only thing I knew about Laura Croft was like very large polygons and um, playing the new one. It's so de-emphasized. Like, is the character pretty? Yes, absolutely. What is her chest size by comparison? Like, the moon to the earth by comparison to what it was like um it's just so de-emphasized and they focus on other aspects of her personality like surviving and you know like overcoming these harsh conditions and it's just a more interesting take on it i guess and actually giving her the character growth of um i have not played the games myself but i was talking to uh my my brother about it and something that really stayed with him is the impact of the first time she killed someone and actually making you like feel that experience and, and growing. And I think it shows that with her personality and who she became, if she still had the large, the large boobs in the current games and that was part of it, that would be fine. But it just proves that no, that really didn't give value to her as a character that they could just get rid of it. And it was fine. Right. Whereas near, <laughs> I mean, like there's a full near falls into like the genre of fan service, yeah. like characters, I guess. And there's a lot of them out there. I feel like anytime you have Japan involved, it's a more common occurrence. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, Racism and sexism. In this episode. Jeez. Jeez. So possible devil's advocate thing. Like, do you think there's any value in having like a hot, badass character? To kind of like rally behind like i know like in my opinion with near is that it's very much more kind of fetishizing mm-hmm. the the outfit mm-hmm. type thing and even yoko taro has said like he chose that outfit because he knew that people would cosplay as that character are we talking uh near or automata or both like kaine I'd, to I'd be say more automata than kaine okay yeah so yeah i'm gonna go with automata on this Okay. I mean, I think it applies to both. I was just curious. Mm -hmm. And this is where I say that you have the wrong guest on the episode because (laughs) it's one of those, like, I'm, I'm definitely into fan service and I'm into, um, like I'm completely enjoy having those kind of like outfits because I'm a huge perv and this podcast is where I out that. (laughs) But at the same time, um, it, I don't know. Like, I think getting us getting a trophy because you looked up her skirt, not necessarily uh, the best, the, be- yeah. the best approach, not helpful to the game. I guess to get more serious for a second, like what's the impact of this, right? Like as adults who played like a lot of games, perhaps it's a little bit less. You're not going to see women in your life differently because of an experience with near, hopefully like good geez. But um, for, you know, people growing up, like there's this entire generation of people who grew up with significantly objectified women and are now being told that that's wrong um, because I would argue it is. Um, But hot take, (laughs) hot take, right? Yeah, (laughs) I'll defend this one (laughs) now, um, like exclusively objectifying or, you know, to the detriment of character. and video games are kind of a bastion of that. Like it persists, right? Some of the things I feel like 
I don't know. There, there are contemporary examples, obviously, in film. Transformers was terrible with the um, Megan Fox. Megan Fox, yes, yeah. thank you. Like she's just there for that. Like it's all she does. It's all she is. And Two B has more personality than Megan Fox's characters in the Transformer movies. I would argue. Um, but you, but again, there's clearly some intent there to just be like. I mean, the creator later literally says he wants people. He wants to see the cosplays. Yeah, it's like, is it skeevy? I don't know. It's. I think it's skeevy. It's skeevy at that point. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's one of those like you said, uh, adults playing these kind of games aren't going to see people differently. Sure, but playing near in your foundational years, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get a two B pillow. Like you're gonna, <laughs> right. you, you know, you're. It's it's one of those. It, it's become the fetishizing has become normalized. I think yeah. in a lot of games, like it has in the, in the anime community, throwing it back to Japan. You were right, Dave, <laughs> um, which I think can be extremely dangerous because it's important to show both sides and to understand the difference of this is not how we actually treat people. Right. And it, I don't think that a female character should be, necessarily be viewed any differently as how do we make a good male character like are you having are you having a guy in a skimpy outfit so he can breathe through his skin <laughs> metal gear solid looking at you um like that that's fine but funda- fundamentally like i think that a powerful female character doesn't have to be any different than planning a powerful male or like strong male character instead hmm. and it's by separating these two first off we keep it into two genders at that point and then future podcast episode of uh trans representation in in games i see that coming we have to like literally have some first and then we can <laughs> yeah. have the episode <laughs> exactly <laughs> um i mean yeah so the difference is the conversation is is happening and it came it came this far right so now we're like mm-hmm. oh we should have good female characters and then it's going to keep branching out and i think that we have made a lot of progress i'm saying like i've done anything with video (laughs) games i've made a lot of we own this community (laughs) see um but there's been a lot of progress i think for um strong personalities i keep using the word strong i don't have a thesaurus next to me um but personalities and dynamic characters that are more than just either a man or uh boobs or or however gotcha yeah i I don't think strong is actually a bad word choice and that's solely because like women in games or media are traditionally like portrayed as oh they're weak they need help with something they're too shy to like voice their thing and if they have an issue it's (laughs) oh it's their emotions emotions are acting up and like that's their whole character arc wow fucking cool um so I do think you do need strong female characters or also just more diverse female characters like going forward. Right. And like there are examples of that, like in Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody was like, I want to fuck Aloy. There's like, right. this game's really fun and my character's a badass. You don't think anyone is. was like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I could do that in private. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I, I just mean like her as an example. Like yeah. she's not sexualized in that way. Zero well, percent, actually. Well, now this is a lot of uh, hearsay because I'm bad at pulling information 
that mm. uh, from from my mind. But I think wasn't there uh, like a private private developer or hobbyist who made a very realistic looking Aloy and they post <laughs> and they posted it to like Twitter or something and people were like, wow, she's so ugly. Why is she so ugly? I'm not familiar with that. I'm not also familiar, but I also don't I believe uh, it. I don't go on the Twitter space much. People on Twitter say literally anything. <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember the the exact uh, the exact details with it. It might have even been an image from the upcoming the upcoming game. But mm-hmm. regardless, I don't go on Twitter anymore because it just pisses me off with these kinds of things. Like, oh wow, why why is uh, she she not gorgeous? I fixed it for mm-hmm. you. What are you talking right. about? She's not. That's not her character. She doesn't. She doesn't wear makeup and stilettos and shit. This bitch doesn't even have Grecian arches. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's stupid. Um, a character's design should live off of what the creator had in mind. Um, I don't know. It's it's really hard to please everybody as far as physical stuff. But again, physical yeah. stuff should not be the, like the sole thing about a character. Lollipop chainsaw. I feel. I like how we keep talking about a thing, and then like we drop the name of like a a game that has offended in this regard, and then yeah. we're like, does somebody pick up on it, or do we move on from it? I mean, I mean yeah. we can do both. It was endless. Yeah. All right. Blood Rain was on the cover of actual Playboy. <laughs> All right. Grand Theft Auto. No. Right. I don't. Explain. No, I so I think Blood Rain Two. Um, for how far advanced graphics were at the time on the PlayStation 2, I think it was. Ooh. Uh, Blood Rain 2, uh, the character, I assume her name is Blood Rain, was like a very Probably hot, Rain. very busty lady. Uh, and I think they had her like naked on the cover of Playboy with like, she was laying down so you didn't see any nips or anything because mm-hmm. that dems the rules. But right. that was like a big thing because that was the first time a video game character was on Playboy. Presumably um, the last as well. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's the last Playboy <laughs> episode. Anything else about that. But, issue. Yeah. Did you have an issue with that issue? Hey. I mean, the pages stuck together. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. This is a, I'm going to take a segue off somewhere else for a second. Like, I was reading recently that they used to get a bunch of prolific writers to write for Playboy because it was like, I. Like, my perception of it was it was always this pornographic magazine, which is obviously, like, what it was. But they also had a bunch of people write pieces completely unrelated to pornography about, like, all these other concepts that I guess adults cared about and I didn't care about. Really? Um, And I had no comprehension of that because it's always been blocked in into this. Well, I mean, that's the advertising. It's, hey, there's a naked lady in here. They have centerfolds, right? Yeah. Yeah, But it is also a full magazine. Today I learned. Yeah. Wow. It's really weird. I'm not. It's not like enough to subscribe or even dig into the fact. It was just interesting to hear. The only reason I can back that statement up is because my uncle and aunt they live out west, um, and like I visit them sometimes on some summers as an adult, uh, and like they have Playboys and like other magazines in their downstairs bathroom. So like I go take a poop, and, and I would just like browse through. I'm like, oh, okay. And that's that's how I realized it was more than just boobs. Your uncle, uncle and aunt, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I doing this podcast? I have so much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, maybe maybe that's kind of part of the microcosm of it is like a lot of video games have 
you were touching on this, I think, a lot, Rachel, is it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your acceptance for um, having attractive characters or characters that are more fan servicey, it goes up if that's not a one-dimensional character, if they're not intended just to be that. You got it. Um, yeah, I think that's a great way. That's a great way to put it. And um, I've never played these games, so this is a weird example for me to use. But um, let's uh, think about like Bayonetta. She is a very like hypersexualized character in her design mm-hmm. and like the way she carries herself, and that's part of the personality. So like whenever I see Bayonetta, I'm like, damn, you go. Like I like I like I like this character. I don't get yeah. a oh my god, what is she wearing? It's hair. Get over it. Um, uh-huh. But like, I think that's a really, again, I haven't played the game, so I can't speak like deeply to her personality, but it seems like that she has the makings of a good character design and it's not diminishing the value of, of being a woman. Um, It's just another, another asset to show and depth to the depth to the person. Yeah. She's as cool as she is sexy. Is that's, she? That's, that's important. important thing. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. a hot badass. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a hundred percent her character, and they don't need to amp up her sexuality in every scene right. because they spend a lot of time showing just how cool she is. Um, and yes, she is very sexualized. And yes, her ultimate moves, where she uses Gamora, her demon, like has just wisps of hair remaining on her body to cover the mm-hmm. uh, the reproductive bits, but. Um, She's still really awesome. And maybe she's on that line of like, how far should we go one way or the other? But right. Um, but she's also really cool, which I'm sorry. You're going to say, no, I was going to say that's important, but also going back to how like male and female characters, like I, I think that you, you should approach, approach them the same to a degree. Mm-hmm. Like if there was a male character who's ripping off his clothes to do, to do the, uh, their special attacks and whatnot, if they made that work in the lore, like I'm, I'm in again. Like, I think that this can work. This can be fine. Hulk. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's got sexy going for him. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. They don't, they don't aim to make him particularly. Attractive. But like to your point and like character creators, like if you have a guy character, you typically have guy clothing and guy armor. Right. This is throughout a lot mm-hmm. of games, but like the female stuff is always different. So it's kind of a difference in gender across games. It always seems where you can't really sexualize guys that much, but women, it's like, Oh, that's, that's kind of par for the course. It seems. Oh, you can as if, as in they haven't designed it. So you're able to sexualize yes. the guys as much. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Right. I would love to see a monster hunter where the guys and the girls can have the same equipment sets. Like you can just mm-hmm. choose a or B and uh, like, I think that that would be great rather than getting rid of, you know, the battle bikinis or however, right. obviously doesn't make sense, but let the man, let the men wear the battle bikinis too. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I'm here to say. Yeah. It's like, I think Justin would always like play a female character cause they had just cooler outfits because it just yep. wasn't an option for the guys. Yeah, traditionally in in MMOs, Korean whatever style M- MMOs, the better the armor for men, the bulkier the armor. The better the armor for women, the more revealing the armor. I think Final boss is naked. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, we've come a ways since that. I think like Final Fantasy fourteen has a lot of. Um, it still has a lot of fan service, honestly, and like. Don't go to Limsa Lamenta if you don't want to hear about all of that all of the time. Uh, but 
at the same time, they have like a glamour system and you can just be like, oh yeah, you just like, um, our friend Dan, he like has, uh, like dad shorts and like a Hawaiian shirt and he wears that to raids and it's freaking great. Yeah. Like, um, give people the option to do things like that. Yeah. I love that idea. And I think 14 is a great example to, to bring up as as well with the, the character, um, the different ways that the characters can look and how you can constantly reclass or I think you can do like the gender potion, a trans transmogrify. Is that it? Yeah. Tra- yeah. Transmog, yeah. Or glamor to change how your clothes look. Yeah. Yeah. More games should have that. Yeah. And also it just doesn't have any sexualization of like plot characters at all. I mean, it's an MMO that's rated for all ages, I guess. So maybe that's part of it, but mm-hmm. um, it's but- the, the players are running around sexualizing each other and their bunny characters and things like that. But yeah, there's no escaping that. <laughs> they do kill off some of their best female characters, though. Spoilers. I don't know. Alice is still around. Spoilers. <laughs> what? She's the best. Um, hot take. Sorry, Dave. Sorry. Sorry Dave. Dave. We, we literally pushed. I've kicked him from the call a few moments ago. Welcome back, Dave. Um, <laughs> beach, beach volleyball, dead or alive. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna say, <laughs> like right now we're kind of talking sh- talking a lot about like uh, sexualization in video games of women. Yeah, which it would be a little more fair if they did it for men as well. How do you guys feel about representation for women in video games? Are there certain games where it's like there's literally no ladies here? Yes, I am. Up. Uh, I haven't seen a trailer for Final Fantasy 16 since for a bit, but I was really let down by the trailer because I don't even remember there being any like any women in it that like I, I don't I can't imagine I can't picture one in my head and 2015 was boys go on a car trip which is fine yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. but the the mechanic was a very sexualized lady <laughs> yeah so yeah the representation is definitely I guess bringing it back to the podcast title wow um, mm. yeah it's it's definitely not there yeah Weirdly, I have... Sorry, Jake. Sorry, go ahead. Like, weirdly, I have good representation. An example is, like, Dota 2 or games like that because, like, hey, we have a huge roster. You have demons. You have monsters. You have guys. You have ladies. You have magical beings. Like, it's so broad across the board and you have good representation of anybody and nobody... Like, they don't have sexy skins. They have dumb hats and stuff. Right. (laughs) And also, everybody's a badass. Yeah. Unless I don't like your character, in which case they suck. But not all MOBAs are like that, though. I think Dota has above average representation for League of know. Legends. Might have a little more fan servicey. Yeah, they really, but they. I, I guess they do on both sides. They're just like, let's make everybody super hot. You know, <laughs> like that's really what they're going for. But that's what we want. We want the equality, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm fine. I'm fine with all of the characters in a game being hot. That's fine. Right. I'm fine with KDA. I'm fine with Genshin, Genshin Impact, all right? I'll say it. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah, it's... I, I guess that might be the part that's... So we were talking about, like, actual representation. Not all genres have really... Or developers or industries have really caught up to having equal representation. I had a very specific example for how... Uh, across one series how women were portrayed and it was the witcher 
mm-hmm. one i'm skipping two because no one remembers anything about two and then three where like there's a lot of nudity or partial nudity across the series um but in the first game it was really really bad from an equality standpoint because it was literally like women were pretty much always in a position where you had to help them with something, save this witch, do this task, whatever, whatever. And the reward was always sex. And when that happens, you get a literal collectible card in the game. Oh, and it's the most misogynistic thing imaginable. Um, CD project red hasn't made any mistakes since this, obviously. Oh no, no. Um, But like by the time they got to three, there was still, Sex with Sorceresses, which should be the tagline of the Witcher series. <laughs> but they're, like, really capable, and they're legitimately manipulating Geralt far more than he is the one in control of the situations. And they're kind of owning their sexuality and, like, using it as a tool, which, you know, I guess I don't know how much we want to dive into that, but um, <laughs> at the very least, they're in control of the situations right. about as much as he is. Um and it's not just like a rescue the princess, get your reward type juvenile fantasy. So it's made progress over the years is, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's a TLDR. <laughs> Especially since I had not, I didn't know that about the first game at all. Like, actually, it's really bad. Oh, yeah. I only heard of Witcher 3 and I was like, weird that they started this with a number three, but okay. Right. Yeah. Oh. Oof. Yeah, it was a rough one. It's like they're not all characters were sexualized like that, but there definitely wasn't the balance that exists much more in three where everybody's having a rough time because the world is hell. It's like, (laughs) but um, I think that's just, you know, that's we've said it multiple times, but increased balance representation and our characters interesting, you know, Hmm. Maybe that's important. You can have a femme fatale if they have other aspects, and that's not the only thing they do. Like, one of the hottest female game characters in recent history, speaking of CD Projekt Red, I think is Pan Am. Pan Am, yeah. From Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Super hot character and super cool. Um, and at no point... Are she's s- so cool. She's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, technically, oh they do have romance arcs for uh, both her and Judy. But mm. it's not the focus, and it's not just right. like, "Hey, here's like my sexual bits hanging out. Please objectify me. I need help doing a thing." And you have to be playing a female character, or at least, oh nice, a presenting female presenting character for um, Judy, for Judy, yeah, to have a romance arc with Judy. Okay, weirdly, I just chose That's a good. female presenting character, <laughs> but I did a guy voice. I went the doctor girlfriend route from Adventure uh-huh. Bros. Mm. I'm like, this will be entertaining for me, and it was. <laughs> But I failed both romance arcs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we were talking about games. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. oh. All right, we'll cut it. We'll cut this. Cut, cut this. Cut out. this whole yeah, episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> cut this. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Sorry, you gave me too much power at the beginning, Jake. That's fair. I was like, I'll shut up. Just rag on Dave as much as you want. <laughs> Usually, it's my job. There's power um, in the name. There was a. Uh, so you you touched on something which was like more gender fluidity i guess in cyberpunk there's a lot you can criticize about cyberpunk and we have really <laughs> but um that's that's a cool aspect of it honestly even if it's relatively shallow the ability for people to play the character they want 
Yeah. Um, and like exhibit their sexuality in an obviously adult game. You know, I'm not asking for this for Cartoon Network, <laughs> Super Smash Bros. <laughs> clones or anything like that. Like, um, I think is many it's strides ahead of what we've dealt with in the past. The other example I can think right. of random game. Don't even want to talk about it that much, but there was a vampire, the masquerade um, battle Royale game. We like played one night. Uh, you can dress your characters up like however you want. Pick head, pick shirt, like men's clothing, women's clothing, traditionally, however you want. None of it matters. Um, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. That's kind of cool. I, and sorry to, to change the topic a little bit, but I want to go back a moment. Um, Jake had mentioned something about how it's, it, it depends on like the, the quality of the, of the character development. And mm-hmm. I want to, I want to bring on uh, the topic of the Bechdel test or how a uh, friend of the show or um husband of the me um dice (laughs) uh, justin refers to it as the brocodile test because he's so 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 bad with words um (laughs) but so essentially yes you can have representation you can have you can have a game full of a bunch of women but if all they're doing is talking about a guy if all they're doing and they, they they can't have a conversation about anything about except for did you know that uh mario he's so cool if that's the only thing well, that they the can talk about, <laughs> yeah, that's that's failing the test. So it has to be that two females of some story relevance can have a conversation unrelated to a man. And I've seen many game, two main games that we've played this year have completely failed this. Yeah. They came out this year. Like it's, it's very disheartening because now I'm actively looking. You can't keep us in suspense, though. What were the examples? So one is, I mean, they're both to be expected. So this is, we do this to ourselves, but one would be Disgaea <laughs> 6. Um, Disgaea 6, like there's there's one character who she wants to be, she thinks she's some kind of princess and she just wants to marry the main guy. And that's literally like her entire thing. To be fair, um, it, it says this guy in the name. Right, hey. that's true. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to my side. What, 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 uh, what game is it in the series? Uh, six. <laughs> uh, the other in, I cannot recommend this game enough. Like, literally, I can't recommend this game. Please do not play it. No More Heroes 3 um, is, it's the same that No More Heroes has always been mm-hmm. to a bad degree. Like, they brought back Shinobu, they brought back Bad Girl, like, okay, these were, these were girls that they were kind of starting to flesh out a little bit, Mm -hmm. except for they only brought them in to immediately, like, just take away any value they had and just made them, like, attached to Travis and have no other redeeming qualities. Right. It was not good. Boo. Yeah. It was bad girl. It was bad, bad girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually thought of something for this list because we were talking about this beforehand. Um, this is just about representation in general. And what caught my mind around this was Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. So like, okay. oh, yeah, <laughs> kind of just hangs around Cloud. And then Aerith. Aerith? Sisson? 
and just kind of like hangs around Cloud. And there's almost like this love triangle of like, no, I like Cloud. No, I like Cloud. And then one of them dies. Um, and it's like, that's their whole thing. Like, so here's the argument. Sorry, I'll let you finish, but I'm gonna let you finish. But <laughs> all right, go, about go. to drop. But like, they're good characters on their own as far as design and their personality. But it does fail the Brachiodol, Brachy, yeah. Broccolini yeah. test. Yep. Because Brontosaurus. their whole thing is really based around the main character and that guy's existence. Yeah. I, I pass the torch. I'm sorry for interrupting, friend. Um, so I think I think part of picturing Final Fantasy VII and the main characters is not remembering the original game and how the characters were written, but also mm. taking into consideration at um, Advent Children and like later iterations that we saw of the series before remake, because mm. actually. Um, this is one of the only one of the only things I loved about remake is how perfectly they they had Aerith and Tifa's personalities, because back a few years ago, if I thought of Tifa, I would think of oh she was like the strong the strong girl, and Aerith was like I don't know floaty flower princess like (laughs) yeah yeah but that's not actually who they are, and that's not how they were in the original Final Fantasy VII either. Aerith is the stronger, more independent, like, um, opinionated person. And she has a very um, um, bright personality on her own. Like, there's literally a scene where she smashes a guy over the head with a with a folding chair. Like, that is perfectly in her personality. She's a badass. And she's also a little, like, floaty. She doesn't need clouds. She sort of toys with him a little bit. And Tifa's whole thing is she's not actually just, oh, she's a beat-em-up, she has huge boobs, woo. Uh, no, she's actually more <laughs> fragile. Like, there, there's sorry, a lot more Dave's to her. expression threw me off. I apologize for the laugh. <laughs> we can all laugh at it. Um, but, no, point being, I think that we just miss, we aren't quite remembering what the characters, how they were actually written because Remake did a really good job of making them shine, and they're one of my examples I have of actually good female characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that Remake did a really good job at making them not just cling to Cloud. Right. So the maybe, examples maybe you were providing... Let me finish then. Um, those are more like Remake uh, situations and personality developments more than the original game, you were saying? Or were those both. present in both? They were present in both. Okay, okay. I'm going to oh. defer my entire point to Rachel, who definitely has more experience with the Final Fantasy VII than yeah, I do. Right. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You know, like, I think that's useful information because I was just like, here's my recollection of the thing. And you're like, but actually. And then you came in with something useful. <laughs> who am I, I mean, married like, to? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually I thought of that at the, uh, the uh, actually. But. Um, I think that that's actually an interesting perspective because like I played Final Fantasy seven a mm. long time ago. I was a teenager and I remember it more like Dave, right? Like I, it's been a long time since I played it. I assume I'm wrong, but maybe that's more of an argument for like why you do need to be sensitive around some of those topics or at least make sure that your characters are well-developed because um, even if you kind of like ride that line, if at the end of the day someone can remember, oh yeah, Eris was the healer and she died because uh, Sephiroth wanted to get a cloud. You're like, 
and that's it. That's her character. You're like, maybe that's not the full story. I don't know why I selectively just remember that. The only the only reason why I feel relatively educated on this topic is because I had the same exact viewpoint and on that viewpoint on Eris specifically, and I was totally ripped apart by an acquaintance and <laughs> given a lot of data points on how that was incorrect. So I've been there. Sometimes you need to get checked before you get wrecked. It's true. By Sephiroth's down aerial attack. You were be so grateful that I did not comment at any point when we were talking about Bayonetta. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but our recovery option is not a good um, character in Ultimate. Um, but do you guys sorry. have any like really strong standing recollections of female characters in games outside of Final Fantasy VII? Maybe like mine? Where Wait. it's... Sorry, it might actually be skewed a certain way because of like your age at the time? or. Hmm. I didn't prepare for this question. This is yeah, me like bailing out my boat that's <laughs> actively sinking. I know that's that's fair. We already talked about Aloy, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we did. I uh, can't yeah, use that one. one. I'm just trying to buy time at this point. I mean, um, I can go again, but I was just talking a lot, so I'm just gonna just gonna. If sit you take here. a second look at uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, you might actually find <laughs> that's how she breathes. <laughs> I mean, I, I wanted to talk about that. I didn't know when we were getting to it. I, we should. It's it's one of those, another, like... So stupid. So there's no reason for it. No. Part of the interesting part about this, so, like, we talked about, um, like, 2B's portrayal and how uh, Toru... Yoko Taro. Yoko Taro. Um, like, wants people to cosplay as this character. On kind of the, it's an interesting alternate reality sort of setup where uh, Hideo Kojima was literally like, "You guys will feel stupid and bad and guilty for sexualizing this character as much as you do, because that's not the character." And then we played the game, and the entire world was like, "That's the character." <laughs> um, like if we should they had done something describe with it, it, I guess maybe mm-hmm. but like they literally have her in like bikini and torn clothes she needs sunlight to breathe but they have like a shower scene with her yeah like you can't tell me that's not solely for the sake of sexualization and nothing else it's not even just the shower sh- shower scene it's all of the personnel of mother base are literally around the cage when she's showering all of them are watching her in this cut scene they're just like oh my gosh it's so cool that she breathes through her skin <laughs> you know <laughs> that's the only reason got it uh-huh it's it's ridiculous yeah shit like that is unnecessary and it's damaging because what else like i don't I don't remember anything else against about Metal Gear Solid Five. I watched Justin play almost all of it. Mm-hmm. I, I got nothing. Is it even five? I don't even. I don't even remember. It, it, but quiet. Uh, that was her name, right? Yep. Like yeah, that. Mm-hmm. She sticks in my head because of how ludicrous that was. Oh, oh. By the way, because her name is Quiet, she doesn't speak at all. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking like, oh, maybe there's character development, nah, absolutely none. Oh my I mean. God. So just to take the apologist stance for one second for quiet, she does have one character aspect and that's basically she is very dedicated to big boss or punish snake, I guess in this case fails Um, the Bechdel test fails the Bechdel test, um, but has been through all this trauma, gone through all these problems 
Um, and unfortunately, all of her character development is related to Snake. Literally, her like, I'm going to spoil MGS5. I don't care. Yeah, it's fine. Who gives? Um, nobody needs to play it at this point. Yeah, and, and you shouldn't. Except it's kind of a good game. So I mean, you it's could play. It's fun. <laughs> it's still pretty good game. It's still pretty fun. Um, but uh, like, literally, the end of the game is about quiet right like obviously they were cut short in development there was plans for like an entire new section and then konami was like we're gonna stop giving you money unless you make pachinko machines and you're off time <laughs> i assume that's how the conversation went had to be um but uh like literally the end of the game is her leaving mother base which kind of sucked because she's an awesome sniper and is broken as a buddy um because she has like a virus that if she does speak will spread it to everyone who speaks the same language as her she has a language virus literally Hmm. um and it's english and so she leaves and snake goes after her and like the final mission and there's kind of some emotional like development there there's almost something there but she still fails the test because it's all about snake actually Right. right She has to be our own individual person and they it's they do what they were doing right it's not like this was an accident and legitimately like no we thought that she would be so well received and uh, no come on Hmm. yeah but i'm glad that the the game was fun like we can at least look back and say that yeah game was fun though (laughs) yeah she, they, they clearly were going for having someone who's ultra capable. She is very dangerous. She is cool. She's just not Bayonetta cool. So here's the thing. Um, I like to talk shit on the Dota 2 anime, Dragon Knight, because <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. And they're making the second season because it's Oof. just enough people have watched it because Dota 2 is very popular in the zeitgeist. People know what it is. But there was a character in it named Marcy. She's, again, a mute, but... She's a badass. Uh, and they actually put her in Dota 2 recently as the newest playable character. Right. So while she doesn't talk, I mean, granted, a lot of those characters in those games don't have character development because they don't have a storyline. It's just, here's my personality. Like, I make a noise when I do a certain move. And that's how you get a feel for their style. Um, she is a badass and she's not sexualized at all. She's just very kind of like meek, mild. She looks like a person on the street, and then she just kicks people's asses. Yeah, I would. I don't know if making a comparison to anime makes this easier. I mean, it's literally from an anime too. But the um, Castlevania caster lady—I can't remember her name. Sifa. Sifa. Yes, Sifa. She reminds me a lot of Sifa. It's freaking dabbing over there. Well, yeah, see, it reminds the thing, me. A I mean, lot I agree with Sifa. you, but like Sifa's even more of a badass because she actually does have a personality. Right. Right. In, in Marcy's case, though, like Dave was like, hey, I like the new Dota hero. And I was like, don't know what you're talking about. Let's look at it. And she's like small and like slender. And her moveset is all like wrestling moves. It's insane. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'm going to throw people over my head and do all this nonsense and stuff. I'm like, what is this character? But broken. Wait for the patch. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of awesome. That, and that you mentioned the throwing. It, something that makes me laugh in... Um great ace attorney chronicles it's it's the ace attorney games where they're in like the 1900s or or whatever uh and uh there is like your your tiny like maybe like teenage female character that 
is always there um, in these games. But she also doesn't take any shit from from anyone. And like your your main uh, the the phoenix phoenix's ancestor in those games, he sort of has no idea what's going on, and she will step in and like she's she's like the adults are speaking now, like kind of (laughs) she'll take over, and if you piss her off, she'll throw you in the air, like just tiny little girl in a kimono, like lift you up, throw you in the air. They haven't sexualized her yet. I'm in like case four or whatever. I, I think that. I can't remember her name because I'm useless, but I was going to say, she's a great character. Don't know what her name is. Play the I game. Mean, I hope that shouldn't disqualify opinions. Cause we can never remember who people are called. I literally no, no. had to look this up because as you're describing it, we, we had the ding and rumpa episode already. Not going back to all of that. Junko. But the, yeah, like Junko's great, but the protagonist is like, is nobody. <laughs> ding yeah. and rumpa. It's like, this person couldn't solve a like, I pick the locations coloring book for like how events work <laughs> like in a sequence. And that's because I can't, um, <laughs> but like particularly the person I'm thinking is uh, K- uh, Kyoko Kigiri. Yeah. Kirigiri? Yeah. Kyoko. Yeah. Kirigiri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like a detective girl and she's the protagonist. Like all of the good attributes that you usually associate to the protagonist. She has all of them. You have, None of them. <laughs> so uh, she's another good example of a character like that. I just wanted to mention because I thought about that after the fact. No, um, that, that's very good. Yeah, Kyoko's great. Junko's a great villain too. Mm-hmm. Um, but rather than get into that, I'd like to raise the question: What are like? Who are some of your favorite favorite girls in games? Because I have mine, so I've had time to think about it. Dark Whatever the main character's right? name is from Lollipop Chainsaw. <laughs> I don't my <laughs> actual back one is to. probably uh, Senua yeah easy go to for me I even did a cosplay as her with Rachel that was awesome like, a really quality cosplay that was fun stuff uh, but she's like she's not really like a badass as much as she's like somebody who can fucking persevere at no point through the game do you feel like I'm the hero and I'm overpowered and I'm doing like a victory lap Everything is like a struggle of you overcoming some shit. Uh, and that's just really cool. Also, like stylistically, the game is very choice. But I, I'd say Senua for me. Nice. That would make it my turn. I'm literally looking through <laughs> my friends. We're list. all looking at Jake's cam like here. I know. Um, so I, said, I can go then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rachel. Bye sometime. What you got? <laughs> um, a character that both of you are very familiar with, have never heard of before. Um, Velvet Crow from Tales of Berseria. Uh, she's the very she's the first Tales uh, protagonist that you get to play as a, a female lead for the whole game. And you play as like an anti-hero. Makes it seem like she's an anti-hero. In the end, like it's sort of logic gets flipped on its head a bit, but there's so much character development and character growth with her. She, she comes off to me like what I think square Enix was trying to do with lightning in uh 13 mm-hmm. where she has like the, she starts, she has the harsh edgy side, but she knows when to warm up. And as you like continue to gain companions and, and grow more around them, the the small moments of warmth you get from her are like massive character growth um someone who's just went through a lot of trauma is motivated by revenge but also can 
is not blinded by her rage can sort of take herself out of it for the sake of those she's with. And she looks cool as hell. She fights cool as hell. It's, uh, yeah, she's an amazing main character. And um, friends, Azala and I frequently just like talk about for no reason, just like, you know how cool Velvet is? Yeah, she's pretty (laughs) cool. Oh, that is cool. Um, I thought of one. It's kind of cheating. It's a little bit cheating because they're not the protagonist. It doesn't have to um, be. It doesn't have to be, no. Okay. Then it's not cheating at all, and it's a completely valid answer. <laughs> but um, Malady from Divinity Sin, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, yeah. um, is really cool. Like That game has a lot of really cool characters, but Malady particularly, I think she's like a protagonist or companion from one of the previous games in the series. But um, she's basically godlike. She has ridiculous powers that, you know, like take a toll on her when she uses them, but she legitimately saves your butt several times <laughs> through the course of the game with otherworldly powers. Um, she's also super snarky. She's which is a quality snarky. I always find endearing in person. Um, but. Uh, and she has her own motivations. She doesn't reveal them. She's interesting. It makes you want to ask questions about her. It makes you want to figure out more of what is actually going on and what her plans are. Because you could be going through the game and you're like, am I doing what my character wants to do? Or am I doing what, like the path that she's placing me on? And like, I don't care whether characters like male or female, if they're making you ask that many questions about a literal NPC then that's a sign of good writing. Right. And that's that would be the important criteria for me. I'm intrigued. I did not make it that far, as you know, in, in that game. But uh yeah, no. Sounds awesome. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty legit. Um I'll also throw I have a token milady joke. <laughs> yeah, milady. Get out of here. You're both yep. fired. <laughs> All right, so we're seeking two open positions for the podcast. Um, also, you know, I think uh, another solid contender would be um, uh, Purple from Among Us. Very strong character. Um, Definitely not sexualized compared to the other characters. No. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty even playing field, actually. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I thought of a bonus one. Okay. Um, this is honestly, I don't know if it's necessarily that she's a good character, but it's a reversal of a bad character trope. Um, this is the only time I'm going to say anything good about Jonathan Blow, but uh, Braid spoilers. That's your warning. Braid is a reverse uh, Save the Princess story where uh-huh. you play as the protagonist that literally she left you and you're having difficulty letting her go. And. Like that reveal at the end of the game, combined with all of his like messages of obsession and his intent to chase her and all of this, just makes it like it's an anti misogynistic moment in a way where it's like, crap, I'm the creep. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's misandry at that point. Misandry. Okay, gotcha. Misanthrope. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Lycanthrope? There we go. All over the board. Mm-hmm. I, I those kind of twists are, are they're they're really engaging. Mm-hmm. I like when sure. I never see it coming. You know, 
Persona's oh alright. <laughs> that's, that's exactly where I am, yeah. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I, I think there are good characters in Persona, as far as represent, like women's representation in media. Mm. And then there's J- Japan, like, fan service <laughs> type characters in Persona mm. that are very much like, why can you date this person? <laughs> <laughs> Going back to, I am... Uh, I'm big on the fan service and Persona is one of my favorite games. I, I don't mm. feel like I should speak about it. That's just, okay. uh, yeah, we don't, we don't need me getting like that on this podcast. Just life advice for the, the listeners in the audience. Uh, don't date your adoptive sister or semi-adoptive sister and don't date your teacher. That's, that's basically where, where my stance is on it. <laughs> they <laughs> were my favorites. But uh, you should date uh, Ryuji. And the game mm-hmm. doesn't let you do that. So mm-hmm. that's why it's zero out of 10. Can't argue. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Again. We'll have the Persona episode at some point. Bring Rachel back for the Persona episode. I better be there. It'll be 10 hours long. Um, or approximately 1% of the duration of a standard Persona playthrough. Yep. Um, any uh, ending thoughts? Any words of wisdom? guidance for the young developers out there that seek our podcast for their source of truth nothing so specific as much as <laughs> just be mindful of shit uh talk to other people uh because it's really easy to be siloed in your own train of thought of like this is how it is i'm not racist i'm not sexist i don't have any bad opinions on people i'm pretty evenly keeled but you really need to be rounded by other people to actually have that mentality so look at if you're making something take a look at it again maybe show it to somebody else get their opinion um show it to five other people always check yourself so you do not wreck yourself that's true and if you have a character like um quiet and you find yourself (laughs) in the situation where you have to preemptively call everyone else perverts and they'll all feel bad Maybe like reflect for a second and see if that's actually true. Oof, Maybe the truth. real perverts were us. <laughs> we were the perverts all along. The perverts were inside us all along. Oh no. Perhaps. Perhaps. Well, I would like to thank Rachel, our special guest, once more for uh, helping us out on this episode, contributing good ideas and um, doing a good job representing all viewpoints. Um, sympathetic and parasympathetic i think that's more nervous system than um yeah it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but thank you very much and uh for everyone out there uh who's listening if you have any episodes um or ideas for episodes that you'd like to send in perhaps a representation of another group in gaming or a game that you'd like us to cover you could send those ideas in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you can join the discussion on Facebook while that's still up at facebook.com slash podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night. Good night. It's not a game. I'm not a robot.